friends, and welcome back to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and today's episode is a pretty timely one. It's been a few months since our last episode came out, and I want you to know that it was definitely not my plan to just stop posting new episodes without any kind of explanation. It just sort of happened. Um, At the time, I was drained. I was still settling into life post-full-time traveling and digital nomading a few months ago, and I found myself working more hours than ever before. I was coordinating travel for um, a family member's memorial, and everything just kind of hit me, and I realized I was so tired. It was as if my body, my mind, and my soul all got together and realized at the exact same moment that my reserves were empty and I kind of crashed. I was exhausted, and I was spent, and I just simply couldn't bring myself to get back here to this podcast. Just thinking about reaching out to friends, writing prompts, or gosh, spending hours editing another episode sent me down a dark thought path, so I just sort of stepped away without telling you guys Never mind that I had two episodes completely recorded, just waiting to be edited. I knew, though, um, that I needed to take a break and that that would be the best thing for me in that moment just a few months ago. So I did. Um, Spoiler alert. I stepped away. I I hoped that at some point the quote-unquote clouds would part and I would have the time, ideas, and just overall gumption to come back to this space totally refreshed. I've never been the best at looking at the forest instead of the trees, aka taking a step back to look at the bigger picture, but a friend of mine recently asked me, what is the thing that's holding you back, and can you find someone to help you do that one thing so that you can focus on the other things that you're good at and enjoy doing? I immediately knew what the issue was, and I knew what it wasn't. It wasn't that I didn't enjoy reaching out to and coming up with prompts for friends to be on the podcast. I love doing that. And it wasn't that I didn't love the recording process, because that's actually one of my favorite parts. What it was was the editing. I would spend hours in the trenches of podcast editing, where I, truth be told, believe my Enneagram three wing came out in full force, um, which became a really big time suck, so much so that I loathed the thought of re-entering into that space. So I just didn't. (laughs) As the light bulb started going off during that conversation, um, the same friend connected me with a podcast editor who charged a minimal fee to edit episodes. At first, I was hesitant, uh, namely because this podcast doesn't make me any money. (laughs) In fact, it just cost me money. (laughs) But when I started to weigh the time it would take me to edit versus the money I would pay someone else to do it, it became clear that delegating episode editing was going to be the thing that kept me focused on the things that I, one, enjoy more, and two, am a little bit better at and a lot more passionate about. So there's some backstory for you guys as to why it's been nothing but crickets over here. I hit a wall and the hustle mentality I had adopted for too long fizzled real quick. I honestly just needed a break from a couple of things over the last few months, and this was one of them. But hi, guys, we're back. (laughs) And I'm really hopeful that this next season of Wild Hearts episodes will continue to inspire you, encourage you, and challenge you guys to step even more fully into the life that you feel called to lead. That being said, I wanted to start us off with a little mini-sode of sorts on a topic that is close to my heart, 
namely because as you just heard, (laughs) I'm in the thick of it. And that is the truth about the hustle and knowing when and how to rest. So let's get into it. If you've been around for a little bit, you've probably heard or read parts of my story, um, namely that I spent two years working a fairly insane number of hours and balancing multiple jobs in order to get out of debt, after which I spent another 10-ish months working just as many hours so that I could save up for my first Europe trip. It was easily one of the most exhausting seasons I've walked through in my 30 years of life, but I also know that without it, I wouldn't have been able to do what I ended up doing, and that was live as a digital nomad for almost two years, which was awesome. Nor would I find myself embracing the life that I'm currently leading as a full-time freelancer who has both set down some roots in Nashville, but also has the freedom to travel whenever and wherever I want. It was a season of true hustle during those few years, though, um, during which I searched high and low for any and every possible way to make some extra cash to either throw at debt or to save for travels. Ask any of the people who found themselves in my vicinity during those years, and they can likely attest. Uh, It was scrappiness at its finest in almost every sense of the word. I was scrappy, my mind was scrappy, my body was scrappy, like it was just, it was a sight to behold. (laughs) That being said, those years were hard. I was motivated by the end goals I was working toward for sure, but the sacrifices that were made in the process were great. Think very sparse social life, um, not a lot of money for fun things, and almost no dating. Well, really, no, there was no dating. (laughs) To make a long story short, which you can read more about this on my blog, but I can now in hindsight say that I was living as a shell of myself during that season. As a result of the quote-unquote hustle, I was mentally, physically, and emotionally drained. And even when I made the rare appearance somewhere, it was really as if I was only half there. Body? Yeah, okay, my body was present. But everything else? Y'all, it was a toss-up at best. There were also a few instances of complete burnout in that season, um, during which I either retreated into isolation because I thought that no one could understand the stress I was under, as self-inflicted as it may have been, or I, you know, I kind of blew up. And as I'm sure you can imagine, both of those scenarios only exacerbated the problem. It was in 2018 while I was traveling in Europe for the first time that I first realized just how unsustainable the hustle really is. After having spent those few years living in the thick of it, no matter how good or pure my motivations may have been, which they weren't pure, talk to me about that another time, but I was absolutely exhausted. So at one point during that trip, I guess I kind of came to terms with the fact that the culturally hot word hustle might need a makeover, (laughs) at least it did in my mind, Um, because as noble as my efforts may have felt, hustling the way that I did was a mother-effing nightmare. I didn't acknowledge the moments in which I should have known that I needed to say no, that I needed to take a break, or that I needed to just do nothing. So back to Europe. In those first few months of that trip, during which Gosh, I was only working about five hours or so a week, which was pretty much solely like during the fringe hours late at night. 
It was then that I learned something that seemed so revolutionary at the time, and that is that rest is not a byproduct of work or of the hustle, but rather that rest is the best preparation for the work. Granted, I was in this strange, highly concentrated version of resting while I was on a trip like that, um, but I was seeing that the view I had of rest and the residual lack of prioritizing it was because I didn't understand its real purpose, to ground me and to set me up to be filled up for the next round of quote-unquote busyness. So yeah, I learned it. I knew that rest needed to be a priority, but I didn't necessarily have the tools or the space to really put it into practice. And then I kept traveling. And with that, I found myself working more than ever while trying to travel. Um, So with that came a new set of challenges. My second trip to Europe proved more challenging and less vacation-y, if that's a word, than the first trip was. Because I was working part-time, and then I was trying to balance travel days, spending time exploring new cities, and starting the process of writing a book. I'll go ahead and cut to the chase on that one. Didn't really rest. I had some bits and bobs of time where I did kind of settle in and enjoy where I was, but it wasn't true rest, not in the way that it would set me up to be busy again. And now, well, full-time freelancing is a new beast. I moved back to Nashville a few months ago, and with that came some real beauty in having my own place to live, and now to actually say that I work from home because I have a home. But that being said, I work from home, which is also where I write from, it's where I sleep, it's where I entertain, it's where I do a lot of things, Um, and doing all of those things from one place can be super challenging when it comes to separating the work or the hustle from rest. But slowly and surely, and I can definitely assure you it is slowly, I'm learning, and I'm learning and I'm learning. I'm learning to get out of my house and go to coffee shops for a few hours of concentrated productivity. Simultaneously, I'm learning when to intentionally take time off. Uh, Recently, I decided to really establish a weekly time of Sabbath where I don't open my laptop. There's no screen time. It's just reading or writing and not on my computer, handwriting, or it's having friends over for a glass of wine or going to the park, like just doing things that both instill a sense of rest and worship. I'm also learning when to shut my laptop in favor of relationships and other hobbies. And I'm learning to recognize the signs of abnormal stress that oftentimes leads down the road toward burnout. And I'm learning to step away for a bit when I can sense either of those on the horizon. Is it always easy? (laughs) As is true with most good things, no, it's not. But I can assure you, it's always worth it. So I'm sure you're wondering, what are some of the key things that I have learned in these very weird and very different seasons of hustling? Well, from working 70 plus hours a week to traveling full time and to now residing somewhere in between, I've learned a few key things. 
One, I've learned that rest is not a reward for work, but rest is the training ground for the work. I've learned that when things are only draining, they're not worth giving your all to, be it a job, a relationship, whatever. I've learned to find what you love and either find a job that pays you to do that or align yourself with a job that gives you the time and the space on the side to do that. And I've learned that, as is true with all things, we prioritize what's important to us. If we find ourselves in a season of utter busyness and craziness and, you know, burnout and stress and all of these things, we have to prioritize rest. And trust me, I get it. That is not the cool thing to do. That is not the thing that society or culture would tell us to do, particularly here if you're in the United States. It's all about doing and being and growing and hustling and climbing the ladder and reaching that next goal. But if I've learned anything, and granted, I am young and don't have that much experience, but if I've learned anything, it's that choosing to rest could actually be the best and most important choice you make in your journey. Prioritizing the slow and the steady, prioritizing taking time away, prioritizing refreshing yourself to come back to what it is that's right in front of you, ready and filled up, could set you up for an absolute breakthrough, whatever that may be for you. So yeah, resting is really important. And I think that there's a time and a place for the hustle as well, but I know deep in my bones that the hustle in the way that we've come to know it nowadays is simply not sustainable. Can it be done for a short time and period? Yes, I did it. I mostly survived, mostly. But is it sustainable forever, even long term? I don't think so. And I mean, maybe some people love it and they thrive in it, but I just don't think it's good for the state of our souls to live as if that's the only way to get things done. And honestly, I think you guys don't think that either. Based on some of the things that y'all sent in to me on Instagram, whether it was questions or thoughts on how to balance hustle and rest, I have a strong inclination that the majority of y'all would agree with me. Speaking of, you guys sent in some really great information and some really great questions. So I figured that I would kind of close out this mini-sode. And when I said it was a mini-sode, it definitely is. But I figured I would close this out with a couple of your guys' questions. So let's get into it. Uh, One of the first questions that was repeated in a couple different ways was essentially what advice do you have for those of us who find ourselves in a season of hustle? I mentioned this earlier, but I think one of the most important things is recognizing the signals and signs of abnormal stress and maybe even an upcoming burnout. I think that in my subconscious, in my seasons of hustle, I knew that things weren't okay. I knew that I was, you know, overly stressed out and hypersensitive and, you know, just totally drained emotionally, physically, all the ways. I think I knew, but I just didn't do anything about it. It was as if my mental, emotional, whatever capacities just could not even handle it. And so I'd say, yeah, my, my one thing is 
just be aware, like know what your normal state of emotional health and the way you live your life is. And when you start to see things dip, you know, um, low in a way you haven't experienced or even high in a way that isn't normal for you, recognize that and take a step back. Uh, for me, it was, I was, you know, working multiple jobs and those were things that I could have scaled back and I just chose not to. So if you have ways that you can scale back on what your current season of hustling looks like, I would recommend doing it, even if it's just for a short period of time, because that can really help you to find space and time to rest. Um, If you're in a a spot where that's not a possibility, it's not a possibility to scale back at all, um, find the fringe hours. Fringe hours are just those little pockets of time and space where you can just pull away from whatever it is you're head first in. And, and find ways to relax and de-stress. So if that's earlier in the morning, you wake up 20 minutes early, um, or it's late at night when you're in between, you know, going from one job to another, or putting your baby down to bed and you have an hour of time before you yourself need to go to bed, just finding those little bits of time and figuring out ways of rest and stress relief for you. So if you're in kind of a season of puzzle, just looking for little pockets of time, and also just recognizing when burnout may be on the horizon. Um, Another question that I got in a couple different formats was something along the lines of, I hate my job, but I have to work and I have to make money. What should I do? Um, I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I say you need to take an inventory and figure out what it is you love and how it is that you're gifted and just the different talents and skills that you have and write it all down. When I say take an inventory, I mean it. Document it. Write down the things that you love, the things you enjoy. And then on the flip side, do the opposite. Write down the things you don't love, that you don't enjoy, that you don't think you're good at, um, you know, skills maybe you don't have, and compare the two. And I bet that if you do that and you look at it right in front of you, and I mean, I would even recommend getting someone around you who's really close to you and knows you really well to kind of join you in that process. Look at those things. Then figure out, is there a way that you can make money or is there a job that you can try to get that lines up with the things that you really love and are passionate about and are gifted in? If there is something already out there, then go for it. Look to get a job in that industry or you know, even if it's a starting level, but you could potentially work your way up. I'd highly recommend doing that because then you're going to love your job more, which is going to give you more encouragement and motivation every day to go into your job. On the flip side, if that's just not a possibility with where you're at right now, which I totally get, find ways on the side to work on the things that you really love. Now, you get to decide if you want those things to make money or not, but Ultimately, as long as you have the space and the time to be pouring into the things that you love and are passionate about, you're going to feel better about going into your day job, even if you don't always love it. Now, I don't know if that's sustainable long term, like forever, but I know it can work in the short term. Trust me, I did it. But yeah, I would definitely recommend starting with creating an inventory of the things that you love and enjoy and are talented and gifted to do, figuring out if there's a way that you can make money doing that, whether that's finding a new job, going after a new career, or creating something on the side that maybe just fulfills you in a way your job doesn't. 
Another question that I got is, what are some good ways to rest when I'm in a busy season? So I just talked about fringe hours, and that absolutely applies here. Look for the bits of time that you have throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout your month, where you can prioritize some Sabbath-like activities. So whether that's diving into a new book, or working on an art project, or writing, or going for a run, or spending the day with friends, like just looking for little bits and pockets of time as you're looking at your day, your week, your month, your year, and prioritizing that. Finding the things that fill you too is really important. We're all individual, unique people, which means there are unique ways that we feel filled up. And so I would recommend just figuring out what those things are for you and then prioritizing time to do those things so that then when you're in that bit of busyness, you're filled up because you prioritized time in the fringe hours to do the things that you enjoy. I would also say uh, if you're if you're a planner, looking for those bits of time and being intentional with them and carving them out. So as an example, I am working on a book and in that where I'm writing the book on my laptop is also where I work and it's also where I do podcasts and it's also where I sometimes binge watch stuff on Netflix. And so I've had to be really intentional about carving out a few mornings a week for two to three hours at a time where I turn off all notifications. Sometimes I even turn off the Wi-Fi on my computer. My phone's on do not disturb and I just focus on writing and some days go way better than others but at least I'm being intentional with the time that I have and making sure that I prioritize it each week. So yeah I'd say carve out little pockets of time, find those fringe hours and figure out ways that are going to fill you up so that you can go back into the busyness or back into the hustle ready to take on whatever comes your way. And the last question I am here to attempt to answer is how can I learn the balance of hustle and rest? Um, Hopefully sharing my story on this episode has helped a little bit. I am still learning. I don't have it mastered in the slightest, but what I have learned um, is that we we have to prioritize it because ultimately, whether it's relationships or um, things that we want to do, careers, whatever, we do prioritize what is important to us. And if rest is important, we have to find ways to prioritize it, even if it's just in small ways. So I would say looking for and intentionally setting apart time to do little things every day that feel restful to you or that fill you up so that you can go back into the busyness more prepared to take it on. Um, I'd also, you know, harken back to the first question I answered, and that's just recognizing the signs of abnormal stress and potential burnout and knowing that when you feel those things, it might be time to take a step back or say no to a couple of things um, just so that you can prioritize your overall well-being um, while in a season of hustle. And I would also say making goals is actually really helpful. I found it to be very helpful when I was and have been in seasons of busyness, making little goals so that when I reach those goals, I can intentionally take a rest or, you know, do something that's just for me and isn't part of whatever the hustle is that I'm working on. So like when I was paying off debt, I had little goals for once each debt was paid off, I treated myself to something. Or when I'm in another kind of busy season, I'll say, 
say, okay, I'm going to take, you know, a weekend off and go visit a friend or invite a friend to come visit me. And those can be little ways of resting in the midst of busyness. So I'd say figure out what it is that fills you up and what it is that makes you feel more alive and present and just find ways to do those things no matter what your season of busyness looks like. Those were some of your guys' questions. I hope that this episode has been helpful to shed a little bit of light on what it can look like to find and prioritize rest no matter how busy your season is. And if you're in the midst of that hustle, man, y'all, I feel you. You can do it. But also don't kill yourself doing it. I know what that feels like. It's not fun. And I don't know that it's worth it. Um, It has gotten me to where I am, but there was some collateral damage along the way. And I would love for that to not be your story as it was mine. That being said, there are some books I'd love to recommend for you guys. One is called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, and that is by John Mark Comer. He's actually probably one of my favorite authors of the last few years. And it's a book all on, you guessed it, eliminating that feeling of hurry and rush and urgency um, when those things really aren't necessary. There is a chapter in there on Sabbath, which I found to be very helpful and very convicting. And if Sabbath is something that you are looking for more information on or feeling like is something you need to prioritize, I would also recommend his book called Garden City. I'll link all these things in the show notes. Another book that was recommended to me on Instagram is called The Compound Effect. And my friend who sent that in said about the hustle and rest that the only way to sustain the hustle long term is by doing little things every day. And then she said The Compound Effect is a great book. So I'd recommend checking that one out too if you find yourself in a season of kind of figuring out those two things and how to balance them. Y'all, this has been really fun and also really intimidating. Truth be told, I was terrified to come back um, because I've been gone for a while, but we're here and we're doing it. And I'm really glad that I did take a step away for a little bit to figure out what rest looked like and how I could prioritize this in a way that wasn't life-sucking but life-giving. And so I'm stoked to be back. And with that, we will be back in two weeks Uh, Lord willing and the creeks don't rise uh, with a new episode so stay tuned and if you haven't already be sure to leave a review or rating on Apple Podcasts that would be really awesome share Wild Hearts with Janine with your friends and let me know who you want to hear from send me a message on Instagram literally anytime I do my best to answer everybody in a timely manner but if you guys have ideas for topics or people that I should sit down with and interview I want all of them. So send them my way. Um, And you guys, I'm so glad you're here. Until next time, keep dreaming, seeking, and stepping out in faith.